0: Today is the last Sunday before Lent, and I believe that many of you are like me. The Ash Wednesday is three days away, but I haven't really thought about how to make the most of the 40 days of grace that I will be given. Of course, there are some simple self-evident things that we can and must do during Lent, such as limiting eating and drinking and devoting ourselves more than usual to prayer and charity. It would be great if Lent helped us grow in faith and knowledge, in learning and following God's word in good deeds and in self-sacrifice. But wait, isn't that exactly what the Apostle Paul is talking about in today's epistle, and not at all in the most encouraging way? Let me remind you. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass, or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing." And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. We could ask, how this is even possible? How is it possible to do good, even give your body to be burned without having charity? In fact, it is quite possible, since even such seemingly noble actions can be done in an extremely selfish way. Let us think of those high spiritual benefits that St. Paul mentions at the beginning of the epistle. Speaking with the tongues, having the gift of prophecy and understanding, possessing of knowledge and faith. How easily it can happen that someone wants all this just for himself, in order to inherit eternal life, in order to feel smarter and better than others, finally, even in order to dominate, control, and manipulate others. There is nothing worse than religious selfishness and spiritual arrogance, and it is an obvious fact that it threatens us all. This, by the way, is why St. Paul wrote about it to the church in Corinth. If we, re- if we read the beginning of his first letter to the Corinthians, we see that this church was divided into several factions, all of which belittled each other and considered themselves superior to others. St. Paul told the Corinthians that this was wrong and exhorted them to remind themselves of who they really are not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. So, while we most certainly must strive for the fullness of both faith and the knowledge of God, especially during Lent, We must not allow this to become a source of spiritual pride within us. This means that in all this, we should not focus on ourselves, but first on God and then on our neighbors. Perhaps at the first moment it is difficult to understand how it is possible to believe in God, to have faith, to devote yourself to him without thinking about yourself at all? Isn't it completely natural to think about yourself? Since the Bible also speaks about faith, mostly in the context of salvation. Why else should we believe if not to save our souls? Even the traditional baptismal liturgy of the Western Church begins with the following questions and answers in English. What dost thou ask of the Church of God? The answer, faith. What does faith bestow on thee? The answer, life everlasting. But... The baptismal liturgy continues immediately. If then thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart and with thy whole soul and with thy whole mind and thy neighbor as thyself. So anyway, love. Without love, without charity, Everything is empty and meaningless. We must believe for the sake of love, for the sake of charity. We must believe in God, that is, entrust ourselves to Him in love because God is worthy of both faith and love. There is no one who is comparable to God in this respect. Our faith must not be asking what we can get for it or by it. Our faith must be an unconditional surrender of ourselves to the one in whom we cannot help but believe and whom we cannot help but love because he himself is love. True love, true charity is the opposite of all selfishness and self-centeredness this means that everything that saint paul talks about at the beginning of today's epistle is good and pleasing to god if it comes from love and is aimed at charity but if it comes from selfishness and self-interest then it is worthless This applies equally to our good deeds, prayer, and fasting. Let us remember what our Lord says about this in the Sermon on the Mount, in the sixth chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. And when thou prayest, prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites, of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. St. Paul describes charity in today's epistle with beautiful words, Charity suffereth long, and is kind, Charity envieth not. Charity, wanteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her, her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. I believe the most important is in the middle of this passage. Charity seeketh not her own. The perfect example of true love is our Lord Jesus Christ, about whom we can read in the Epistle to the Philippians. and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That is why the most important and also the best thing we can do during the coming Lent is to look more and more devoutly to the cross of our Lord and ask him for help and strength so that we can take our cross upon ourselves and follow our Lord in true charity, not for our own, but for his glory, and not for our our own, but the benefit of our neighbors. Fasting and prayer must certainly help and support us in this, making us humble, and grateful to God and sensitive to the needs of our neighbors. May the Almighty and Merciful God help us in this. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.